in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, Chicago Street Course Recap Show. Um, I'm Cody Zeeb, not Rod Gomez. I'm joined today by Derek J. Yoder. Um, and uh, this episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and get a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Like I said, joined today by Derek Yoder. Rod is uh, still out on assignment with the Army, so uh, Derek was kind enough to join me. Holy shit, Derek. What a fucking race. Welcome in. Well, thank you, Cody. Uh, absolutely uh, incredible. We talked just briefly as we jumped on. Historic for many uh, different reasons, but man, uh, they pulled it off. Pretty fucking cool to see what NASCAR was able to do. They pulled it off. Yeah, just man, everything. I mean, and the whole we went through the whole the whole everything, right? Like we didn't even know if we were going to get a race. The weather was going to throw everything off. They had to We'll get to the Xfinity race, obviously, the yeah. fiasco with that. And, like, it went from this weekend might be, like, one of the worst things NASCAR has ever done to, like, let's go to another city next week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for multiple street venues. Okay. Uh, it was cool. It was cool to see one uh, and, you know, some of the backdrop stuff. But um, it was a different element. Pulled a lot of fans, a lot of new fans. Obviously, NASCAR invested 50 to 100 million uh, in this event alone. So uh, I'm good with a one off, but I feel like we're probably going to see uh, a couple uh, down the road, especially when the schedule releases in September. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it ended up, I mean, they probably would have found a way to still do it anyways because they have a three year contract, right? Oh, so yeah. had it got, you know, had the rain been an issue and all that, I think that. You know, they still would have found a way to say, well, we need a chance to to do this yeah. correctly. But uh, what's up, Rye Cape? Joining us live what on up, the Rye? YouTube, saying Yoder with the eye emojis. Got the got the guy to join us. I'm going to be on Rye's show uh, next Sunday morning, actually. the Nice. His uh, pre-race NASCAR show. So definitely check that out. It's going to be fun. Atlanta. Don't want to jump too far mm -hmm. ahead. But go fast. Troy says a horrible look for NASCAR. Mm. I'm guessing maybe he's talking about uh, SVG, obviously kind of buried the lead. Shane Van Ginsbergen uh, wins in his very first start in the NASCAR series, NASCAR series period, I think, right? And does Correct. it in the NASCAR Cup Series, shows up everyone. Man, that's, uh, again, we'll get into it more, but uh, 
Kelly, Kelly's still mad. Kelly was mad in the Discord. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if his, uh, if his, um, yeah, his TV is still connected to his wall because I think that that was uh, possibly going to come off the wall. I believe, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Crazy. So and no, it is. I, Rice says uh, NASCAR report called out SVG also. So hell yeah, props to you guys. We, oh, I was so mad when he didn't get the poll because we called him out for the poll, thirty mm-hmm. to one. So close on that. Didn't love his odds during the race, but uh, and man, you don't know what to expect from these guys. Like when we see ringers mm. all the time, they come in and it's like, nah, you know, and oh well, here we go. <laughs> no, it's crazy. I mean, just like uh, you know, what Troy was saying there, SC saying about how it's just you know, a random person wins, and I tweeted it out. You know, people drivers that are competing for that top 16 spot are probably rooting for svg to win not haley uh, obviously chase still has a little bit of work to do to get into that top 16 so i think there were more drivers than not rooting for a guy like that to maybe uh pull a wild upset uh but it's amazing what justin marks track house is able to do uh to get a car that does not race every week at all this is their second entry i believe this year uh and to have that be something where they went out and won with a driver that has not been in a cup car however the v8 supercar that he races over in australia very similar um but it's just amazing to see that he was able to pull it off and a lot of strategy as you'll probably get into about just some of the things that uh, happened because the recap of it you would have thought early on toyota 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 bell and reddick set sail i even got a text from one of my buddies that was like well congratulations to tyler reddick on his victory after three laps so uh it just this is nascar this is the gambling element you just never know yeah absolutely i've got more comments and questions first let's hit up uh this ad read from bird dogs um Mm -hmm. bird dogs makes you look good bird dogs is a stretch khaki short designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg and give you a truly sculpted look bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as lululemon but fit way better they fit better than regular shorts that are made out of stiff restrict restricting cotton bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long aka um uh, oh man i know i forgot the forgot the phrase i've been using but uh uh swamp ass, mean, swamp oh, yeah. ass the swamp yeah. ass reliever right mm-hmm. i was at yep. uh my wife and daughter want to go to the pool this afternoon I was looking at the weather i'm like well, there ain't no way this race is going to happen anyways so we went to the pool they had a little uh thing that flashed up with the temperature it said it was 185 degrees it didn't quite feel that warm but uh the bird dogs really would have helped there so uh bird dogs are comfortable in any type of uh temperature like you're saying you could take them to a volcano and you'd still be you know sitting absolutely pretty. So, exactly I'm with so you. get you I'm some bird you. dogs and uh you can visit birddogs.com slash pool and enter the promo code pool for a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash pool um and you get a free yeti style tumbler so not only do you get the great shorts get the tumbler on top of it um you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you so a couple of things that you made really good points here. Um, so the track house, I mean, the fact that Justin Marks has put this team together, not only he's, he's put together a team and we've seen over the years, right? And I think it was Jeff Gluck that I heard talking about this. I think him and Justin Marks went to high school together, if I recall that correctly. And Justin Marks had, had 
Yeah, I think I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it was Jeff Gluck on the the teardown. They were talking about this. Maybe not, but I'm going to give Jeff Gluck credit anyways. But uh, he said Justin Marks, uh, you know, had been in town. I think he lives in Denver. They went sat down, and Justin Marks was like, you know, I think I'm going to start a NASCAR Cup Series team. And and uh, Gluck's like, well, that sounds like, uh, you know, that's a, you know, that just doesn't work for a lot of people. Like it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Like do you know what you're getting yourself into. And now look where we are. Like he brought Pitbull into the sport, right? And Daniel Suarez has gotten his. Daniel Suarez was at Joe Gibbs Racing. He was at Stuart Haas Racing. Couldn't get any wins. He comes to track house. He finally gets that win. Ross Chastain, look what he's done, right? He's got had multiple mm-hmm. wins last season. Makes the final four on, you know, the the pass heard round the world with at Martinsville. There, um, he wins again just this past week, right, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so things are going well for that track house team. And now they have a third car. You know, the crew chief is is Darren Grubb, right, a, a former Cup Series mm-hmm. champion crew chief, but. He's not out there every week. He did. He didn't win that championship in this next gen car. I don't know where their pit crew guys come from. Like, there's so many things that go into having an extra car that doesn't race on a week to week basis. And the fact that he's put this project together not only to bring in these guys like Kimi Raikkonen, we've seen in that car. We've seen some other great names, right? Worldwide names. Now you bring in this guy, and and he comes in. You know, Shane Van Gins, Ginsenberger comes in, wins his very first start. Right? What would they say? 1963 was the last time that happened. 1960. Yeah. It's a long time ago. It's just absolutely insane. And shout out to Justin Marks. Shout out to Trackhouse yeah. and everything that they've done with that program. It's just absolutely amazing. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just crazy. Like I was thinking about it today, uh, probably around noon, and I was thinking about you know Justin Marks because you know obviously we were able to see practice uh, in its entirety, qualifying in its entirety for the Cup Series, so we knew guys like SVG were quick. We knew Daniel Suarez, who qualified fifth, was quick. Um, and I was thinking about it, you know, just coming off a win for Trackhouse, but. When you look at what Justin Marks has been able to do in Trackhouse as a whole, obviously they bought, they did a deal where they were able to acquire Ganassi and do a a complete change. Then they go into a new car. I mean, that's a terrible time to really buy a car when you're going, when you're transitioning into a next generation uh, vehicle. They get three wins before Sonoma. One of their drivers advances to the final four, like you touched on. But I was thinking about it, you know, it kind of goes back to when. Uh, Rick Hendrick, he used to race at times in the 25 car because uh, Tim Richmond was going through some health struggles at those times. And he would even get in and do some driving. And it was just interesting to think, well, here's Justin Marks racing in an Xfinity race, touting his company, brands, jockey, uh, Advent Health, like all these brands are coming in. And I tweeted it uh, about an hour ago. I said, when SVG wins this race, the amount of phone calls that this guy is about to get from Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, yep. uh, you know, we saw Scott McLaughlin uh, tweeting out the, the phone's going to be off the hook just for the from a driver's standpoint. But then a brands and partners wanting to be like that 91 car, that one car, that 99 car. We need to be involved. The culture yep. that they're building over there uh, obviously is seen and you see it in all the videos. You hear it in some of the interviews. So just amazing. It's a modern day Rick Hendrick that we are watching and witnessing. Yes. And to 100%. be able to watch a guy go out and win in his first start, I was watching the race with a buddy of mine, and he said to me, he said, we just witnessed history. And I was like, we did. And it wasn't because of the series racing on a street. It right. was because of a guy that came in. And it all had to work out perfectly, right? Like not doing two-by-two two qualifying, uh, or I'm sorry, not by doing double-file restarts plays into this. 
but he had the fastest car. I mean, we can talk about Bell and Reddick, but he had the fastest car. If you look at any metric possible, he was the one that was able to get up there. And I didn't even think with 15 laps, that was enough, but it was, and it, and it blew him away. It was impressive. Very. Yeah. It's yeah. Again, just absolutely insane. And yeah, like you said, I mean, it is almost the modern day Rick Hendrick type of thing. And you look at what they've done, what 2311 has done, right? They kind of come into the sport around the same time and they look at things differently, right? They, it's not Justin Marks racing. It's not Denny Hamlin racing or Michael Jordan racing. Like they went out, I thought out of the box, right? And brought in Trackhouse and 2311, these these different names and, and they're building brands. And then the things yeah. they've done with sponsors. I mean, look at all the different sponsors on the 23 car and on the 45 car and you know, and they've even run, you know, they had um, Travis Pastrana in the 67 mm-hmm. car, I think it was earlier this season. Correct. And we might see that car more later on down the road. And then same thing over here at Trackhouse, the, the sponsor on the one, the sponsors on the 99, now on this car as well. Like, it, it's amazing to see what these guys are building and what these teams are building. And they brought in big famous guys, right? They brought yeah. in Michael Jordan. They brought in Pitbull. And just the influx of everything that's brought to the sport and the energy and everything. It's just amazing to see. It's outstanding. Um, another point that you brought up that I wanted to touch on, points implications. Mm-hmm. Do we look back at this race when we head into the first race of the playoffs and think to ourselves, Chase Elliott, the most popular driver in the sport, isn't in the playoffs now because this guy, Shane Van Ginsenbergen, comes in and wins the one race he starts and now, now it could go either way, right? Because somebody else didn't win and, and get that win. So if Elliott points his way in, he doesn't get bumped by somebody having a win. If Justin Haley wins that, that's obviously a, a lot more, uh, you know, that that's a lot worse for Elliott as far as the points are considered. So maybe it works out for him, but the playoff implications for this could be huge. Like it takes a win away from Justin Haley. If, if he was going to win that race, it takes a win from Chase Elliott. Had he been able to get up there, maybe Austin Dillon wins this race. If he's right. up there, or he wrecked. I guess he was chasing Haley still when he, he wrecked. But yeah, right. But well, he either was way, the he was in. Yeah, he was in the in the mix there at the end. Like so many points implications that could come from this one race, and I, I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, no, I do too, and I do believe we'll look back. It's crazy how NASCAR works, right? Like we know every year, year in and year out, we're going to see some random winner. We saw it with uh, AJ Allmendinger a few years ago in the 16 car when he was doing some spot starts, one at Indy, which was uh, a crazy race in itself, and now uh, SVG obviously here in the 91, and it's like when you look at the playoffs, now I don't know how it works. I was thinking about this quick, and I, I think there needs to be paper that signed before the season starts. I don't think necessarily that the 91 can now apply for, yep, we're going to go after a yeah, title I don't championship, so. <laughs> so which is good, right? Because I know they threw out all the points stuff, like you don't have to be in the top 30, just get a win you're in. Uh, but it's good to see that you know this car in particular is able to bring in different talent. Now we want to see our stars win. This is a one-off type event. It's so unique. It's so or unique. It's so random. Um, so it's gonna kind of. It was the perfect storm for a scenario like this. But you got guys like you said, Chase Elliott. Now we know he's gonna get in. Cody, you and I both know he's gonna get in. I mean, Mas- it probably is right. But- I was telling my buddy, I was like, "Watch, here comes a caution." And sure enough, there was a caution. I was like, "Yeah, it looked, I saw dude, this it looked one like everything." I mean. You could have yeah, had the whole, it, they shorten the race after Chase Elliott pits. He gets up. Yep, like, yep. It, I mean, as an Elliott fan, I try not to look into that too much, but it's it's it, there. It's obvious. It's right, right sometimes, there. Sometimes the things get set up and we've seen it in the past. 
that's you know, any sport wants the stars to shine see it in the nba certain guys get calls that other guys don't get yeah the nfl like it's everywhere right and so yeah, yeah I, I still think he gets in but the I implications of we could look back and maybe this ended up being his best chance who knows oh, absolutely they're big names not just chase elliott i mean they're big names in the sport that are battling for those spots and this was one you know with nine races to go including this event there are four wild card races you know the chicago race which is a wild card we know now uh <laughs> being able to look back and say yeah svg won that race next week at atlanta a couple more weeks when you have indy road course because that turn one is five wide and guys are just kind of throwing it around and who cares uh and then you have daytona at the end of august and it's like you got four out of the next nine you can't really predict a winner but uh these guys are it's going to just make for great storylines coming down to daytona yeah absolutely you guys are blowing up the comments we appreciate everybody who's joining it. us live we will get to the comments but first we're brought to you by underdog fantasy best ball main of four is here and underdog fantasy is giving away 15 million dollars in prizes underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite mlb and nfl season player props I have an article out there right now on sportsgamblingpodcast.com with 10 of my favorites over and unders on NFL season-long props. They've got, man, it's crazy how many different things they've got in that. It's, uh, you know, rushing yards, receiving yards, passing yards. You can get quarterback rushing yards, passing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. It's They've got the whole gamut on there and tons and tons of, of, uh, of options and players in there. And again, if you're not in a legal betting state, Underdogs available in a lot of states where betting is not legal. Um, and so that's uh, that's a great thing to do. So many ways to win over on Underdog. And again, like I said, Underdog's available in so many states. You can head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Like I said, uh, the comments, you guys are blowing up. So let's go through some of these. Uh, go Fast Troy had Haley 100 Ooh. to 1. Man, it's first of all great bet because I mean, there really there should have been no reason that he should have had a chance, but to be leading this late where things set up, and that was something that Rod and I hammered on last week, and I know you guys did too, and you know most of the people in the industry that I listen to, same thing. Like nobody knows what to expect here. You can't really, there's not really a bad outright. It's kind of play it like a super speedway, right? That's exactly what that type of bet was, and uh, man, the sweat you had at the end sucks that it didn't cash, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that's uh, still man, hundred to one. That would have been, that would have been a hell of a story for you, Troy. Now I get why uh, SC here is in the comments a little upset. So I get it yeah. now, SC. I feel <laughs> you. That's why he doesn't uh, like this guy winning. I would totally understand. <laughs> uh, would have. I'm rooting for you personally, but I get it. Uh, but yep. you know, it's just a, it's an interesting thing, right? I mean, I would have thought, and I even made an argument. I didn't bet this, but I was making an argument earlier for Suarez over SVG. Starting fifth, Suarez was SVG third. We know how good he was in a practice standpoint. But just when you get into these races, right, these guys start using up some of the newcomers. And I think they even reported in the race, they said, you know, SVG was saying about how if he starts getting used up, he's going to back off a little bit because that's just not how he races. We never saw that. And I thought Haley, if he could catch him, he was going to put the bumper to him. And then Chase obviously was going to do Yeah, that's where I do. thought Elliot was getting his win. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> where I thought they taking too. each other out. But uh, yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly also said, uh, would love to see how he races in Atlanta. Is it possible for him to be good at other tracks? I don't know much about the, the V8 Supercar Series. I don't think they race ovals. I don't know if you know much about it at all, Derek. Um, I, I would guess that it would be a different story at an oval. 
Uh, at a drafting track like that, though, I mean, how many times have we seen guys come to Daytona and, and run good and stuff? I mean, this guy is yeah. not a slouch. Like, 80 wins in the Supercar Series, a three-time no. champion. Like, that's like a Kyle Busch going and racing in the V8 Supercar Series, right? Like, he's a very good racer here. Uh, and, you know, and again, like you talked about, I didn't realize how similar those cars mm-hmm. are as far as as close to uh, as close as they are to these cup cars. So it's yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess, man, I don't know. <laughs> His odds weren't the best going into the weekend. It wasn't the super long shot. So it was like hard to tough, tough to bet on a guy in his first start. You know, he's, he doesn't do uh, th- those types of pit stops. I don't think he's used to driving on the right side, shifting with his left hand, like so many mm-hmm. things. Just nobody's won in their first NASCAR race since 1960. Like so many things yeah. stacked up against wanting to bet on a guy like that. But uh, man, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, I, I never would have thought of it as a, as a guy that kind of touts some different plays and is, does content creation. I never would have felt comfortable giving out anything SVG Jensen button. Um, but I can, but, you know, hindsight is now 2020. You can make those um, kind of debates, but it's interesting uh, just seeing what he was able to do with that 91 car. I even thought too, when I was talking about the the Suarez head to head with SVG, you know, you mentioned a little earlier, but the pit crew and it's like a, you know, mishmash pit crew where you got a couple guys here, a couple guys there from different teams, you know, you're putting everybody together, but it's a third party pit crew. It's not a, it's not one of the main ones. So uh, crazy. Yeah. And, uh, Ot, uh, is that Autumn? I don't know how you say that mm-hmm. name. But, I like it. That, that yeah, works. I like yeah. it. Oh, I think yeah. that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Autumn uh, says he's been watching Australian supercars, uh, super V8 cars for years. He knew he had big chances. He's a monster driver. Uh, yeah, we know that now, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and he did say no oval as well. So I do think it would be a transition, not that he couldn't do it. And obviously if you're in good equipment, that's the thing, right? As we've seen, some guys come in and, and they end up in a Rick Ware car and it's like, you know, what could they do if they were in a, a track house mm-hmm. type of car that that is a, a higher tier car like this one? Um, so, you know, my, I mean, look how good Jensen Button did in the Rick Ware car. Like he was practicing well. He qualified well. If he was in that track house car, it would have been the same result. Maybe not, obviously, but it uh, would be interesting to see what those types of guys could do. So let's put our tin hat on for a second because I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are regarding 2024. We know that's a major year for the sport with a lot of TV contracts, but this car, the 90, the 91 car just got a victory, right? The third makeshift car for a a company. Do they go with a full-time charter? Did this just get them so much money now where they're like, Hey, we could, we could purchase one of those charters uh, full-time and bring up a guy like, uh, you know, Carson Hosevar or some bring somebody over that has experience in the sport or do they just stick with it? I mean, it depends on driver dependent. I talk about price dependent a lot from a gambling standpoint, but it's also driver dependent as well. So what, what's your kind of quick hot take with it? Yeah. I mean that I like, I like it, Derek. I like where you're going. It's, I mean, think of it, right. If they get, they get an influx of money from him winning, they get all these sponsors, they get more opportunities with this car. Like, if it, you know, Pipple's got a little bit of money, right? So, I mean, they, you know, if it works out yep. and they want to add another car, they've been successful with two cars. Now they've got been successful with a third part-time car. Like, why not give it a chance, right? And then, I mean, you yeah. look around. I don't have the free agent list in front of me. 
maybe Danny Hamlin's ready for a switch to Chevrolet. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's going to happen. But, uh, no, no but, that's I mean, a little too far. You look yeah. down, right? Like, does Martin Trex Jr. come back if they re-sign Denny Hamlin? John Hernemacek's kind of sitting out there. I don't know what his deal is with Toyota necessarily, but mm -hmm. you got a guy like that. Like, he's probably ready for another cup opportunity. Guys like Carson Hosevar is out there. He's already in the Chevy pipeline. Um, yep. I mean, there's other guys out there that, that could potentially deserve rides. Or maybe you put together, you know, a schedule that, that has certain guys at certain places. You bring bring Shane back to run road courses and then mm -hmm. you have a super speed, you know, an Austin Hill type of driver on, on super speedways like beard motorsports does, or maybe Austin Hill's ready for a cup series ride yeah. too. Like there I is, there is many options out there and yeah, it'd be interesting to, to see. Cause uh, again, this could, this could open up so many opportunities for a team like track house and for that, that 91 team specifically uh, to mm -hmm. add something to it. So I like the uh, the tin foil hat, and uh, I like yeah. those like those thoughts. Yeah, I, I think the uh, you know as the saying goes, uh, I think the ninety one cars entered the chat essentially. With, yeah, there you go with silly season. So <laughs> Rye we'll Rye is uh, is calling S calling out SHR. They better be calling uh, SVG yeah. to get him in that ten car next season. He did say one more year in supercars, mm -hmm. and then he was willing to come to NASCAR. So uh, maybe maybe he'll uh, bring bring Stuart Haas back for the. Uh, for the 2024 <laughs> season. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, NASCAR is going to look a whole lot different when he would come back in 2025 than it even is right now. So, um, but still, you know, just a, a wild moment, like we said, you know, made history or saw witnessed history, I should say. Um, and, you know, it was a bummer that the race wasn't able to go to, you know, its completion of 100 laps. But nonetheless, you know, the course held up. Uh, I actually kind of liked the layout. I didn't bet much with it at all. So like I was watching it more as a fan today than anything else. I was watching live, you know, try to get invested. But um, from a fan standpoint, it was uh, it was pretty cool to watch and, and just be able to put that hat on for once. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think they should come back next year. Um, and Troy says so, too. He'll take more Chicago Street the next few years. Really enjoyed it. The scenery is amazing. I mean, it was amazing just to watch the the whole thing. My mom was over yesterday. She doesn't really care about NASCAR, but yeah. I had it on while we were visiting and stuff. And she thought it was so cool. You know, her mom had grown up in Chicago, so they went back to visit often and thought hmm. it was so cool racing on the streets of Chicago. And and my brother-in-law was texting me today. He was watching the race. He generally watches F1, doesn't watch NASCAR very much, but he was intrigued by the fact that it was on here, right? Um, yeah. And again, this, you know, we'll get into the Xfinity part of it in a little bit and stuff, but with the weather, that kind of, you know, put a damper so to say on Did. some things right and uh yeah. so yeah i think that uh, i think that there's definitely some other options uh gumby said glad followed my gut instincts thought he could do it if he kept that out of trouble i hope that means you bet yeah. on him if so yeah. congrats to you uh rye took him in the one and done pool i also took him in my one and done pool that Same. was a good move so yes yeah, shout out to everybody who did that um let's see Nick says it's not unusual. He's fast at anything, dirt, speedway, drift, rally, open wheelers, uh, how we do it in New Zealand. So there you go, Nick. If you check that's in from cool. New Zealand, that's awesome. Thanks Welcome. for checking us out. Good uh, afternoon yeah. to you, Nick. Yes, yeah. exactly. It is uh, It is around probably lunchtime there, I think. Yep. So uh, that's awesome. Again, it was great to see him. Again, I, I did not know. I don't think I'd even heard of the guy, to be honest with you, until okay. this week. So um, yep. it, it was great to uh, 
to see that JDK says we all knew 83 was going to do 83 type things, you know, uh, <laughs> and Troy thinks he shouldn't even be an ARCA. <laughs> well, his grandpa owns the team. So <laughs> I, I think Austin Dillon's still a good driver, but uh, yeah, it's funny. So <laughs> I think we could have a whole episode on Austin Dillon. Uh, I, I really do. I, he shows up, he, he shows up once a year, you know, to a random race. Maybe this was going to be it. You know, he's going to be good on super speedways. Um, but it just, you know, he, he was getting ready to back. I mean, Haley backed himself into a top three finish chase got backed into a top three finish. They never were deserving uh, of those placements whatsoever. So, uh, just crazy how the, the race flipped on top of its head when the caution came out, they, some guys pitted, then they lessened the race or the laps. And I was, I was like, this is an opportunity to buy, uh, some of those lower tier guys, the, the Logano's, the Byron's, and then um you know we know how it all went so crazy yeah it's uh yeah again it was a crazy race let's uh we'll walk through the bets real quick uh, i know sure. rod's obviously not here to recap but we'll just breeze through him quick uh he yep. had an eric jones top 10 at plus 350 again looking back i think that just throwing down like plus money bets like this was definitely the way to go right this mm -hmm. is kind of there was still some names up there you expected right chase elliott's in the top five larson's in the top five kyle bush in the top five not necessarily the way you thought they would be there necessarily, though. I mean, Lar Larson had gotten up there, uh, you know, before the whole flipping everything. We ended up with that one big wreck that pi everybody piled into. That was something we talked about last week. Maybe this was going to be a type of thing we would see. Um, Eric Jones ends up finishing in 16th, so a couple spots out of cashing that one. Um, but I still think it was a pretty good call. I had Austin Sindrick at a top 10 at plus 150. A top five at plus four fifty. He did cash the top ten at sixth place, and so damn close to cashing that top five. That would have been a little that. sweeter if he would have got it. It sucks when you you get so close. I mean, uh, you're one spot away from cashing a plus four fifty. Man, so uh, well, I'm happy. I'm happy for you for cashing the top ten Cindric plus one fifty. And like you said, that's a little. That's a definitely a bummer when a guy does not finish one. He misses it by one spot. I had a uh, top Ford on McDowell and Logano oh. to finish as the top Ford. And guess what? Sindrick beat them. He was in sixth. The other two, oh, seventh you know and eighth. I think I, uh, yeah. I think so I, I was out on our uh, bonus show. I did. Yeah. On Friday's the only, bonus show, six to one. The only two bets I was on was those two. Oh, and man. So I was I was happy with it the entire race until about, I want to say, eight to go. Yeah, yeah. So just to touch on that, yeah. So Cindric is sixth, McDowell seventh, Logano eighth for the top Fords. Brutal. I did give out Austin Cindric on uh, Friday's bonus show at six to one as the top Ford. Uh, looked rough going into the weekend. He did not qualify very well at all. Uh, he started thirty first actually, but uh, did cash that one, so that ended up working mm -hmm. out pretty good. Uh, Rod had Almondinger top five plus one eighty. Just didn't quite see from Almondinger mm -hmm. what you would have expected this weekend. It was overall very disappointing, I think. It, it, man, I, what's what was your thoughts on Almondinger? I mean, qualified 10th, right? He made it into that that final round of qualifying. Yeah. But other than that, like, I, I don't know. He was 8th in Stage 1, I guess, and ninth in Stage 2. So he was hanging out in the top 10 all day. But you never really heard from him much. Mm-mm. No, you know, I think with uh, Almondinger is if he doesn't unload fast, you know, he's not going to be really good. He did unload fairly quick, but it wasn't to the level that he's typical uh, at as a at a technical course, as I've been calling it. But 
his comments after practice and qualifying were very telling when he was like, I'm all over the place. Can't get comfortable. Uh, you know, pretty much I'm driving like shit and I'm not expecting a whole lot. So, uh, but I definitely get your reasoning for, or Rod's reasoning for wanting to get down on him for a top five, because, you know, a guy like that's going to excel and getting in and out of the corners, but you know, with all the weather and stuff, it just threw a whole different element into it. Yeah. Well, and it really seemed, I mean, plus plus one eighty felt like really good odds for a guy like yeah. that. Uh, maybe things could have gone a little differently, but they did not. Mm -hmm. I was all over Ty Gibbs this week. He looked yeah. very good as well. Um, I had him at his top 10 at plus 190, top five at plus 650. Again, cashed the top 10 in this scenario. Mm -hmm. Didn't get the top five, but I will take the Gibbs top 10 at plus 190. Um, man, I was hoping this would be Gibbs's week to get it done. Not quite, but... Uh, one I coming, thought it was I, his, I thought it was his day when he got by that major pileup yes, and he just stopped was... by. I texted a buddy of mine and I was like, "Gibbs, now like yeah. that." It just it came. Seemed... It came up in the Discord and they're like, "Gibbs made it through," and I'm like, "Okay, here we go. Here yeah. we go, baby. Come on, man." Yeah, no, that's uh, uh, another good top ten there. You got twenty percent of the top ten you called out correctly. That's impressive. Yeah, so that was really nice. Rod had Reddick top three plus two fifty. After qualifying, after the first three laps of this race, like you said, your buddy said, like, this was a lot, yeah. right? This was great mm -hmm. value. Everything was going well. And then we end up getting that flipped caution thing. And uh, yep, where did Reddick ends up in 28th? So just yeah. not not indicative of the day he actually had, of course, Correct. running up front all day long, second in stage one, third in stage two. Uh, yeah. And then once things got flipped there, went downhill for him. I think he ended up in the tire barriers multiple mm -hmm. times, maybe even there at the end and uh, just did not end well. I had, uh, we talked so much about how head to heads end up finishing mm -hmm. back to back. I had sure. Larson over Elliott's uh, and I yeah. only took this one because it was plus money after qualifying and everything there. This looked pretty good, oh, yeah. right? Elliott starts 26th in the grid, but actually has to go to the back and start because they switched to the backup car after he nailed the wall. Larson starts seventh. You think there's probably not going to be a ton of passing, and uh, and this looked like a pretty good bet. Obviously, the whole flipping, and even throughout the race, this looked like a good bet. Elliott was not really a factor. Mm -mm. Um, he was kind of stuck back there, right? He, he was not moving forward much. So um, yeah. I, this, again, I think this was the right side of the bet to be on, getting the two, two you know, pretty equal guys in this scenario at plus money. Didn't pay it out at the end. One of the reasons I didn't really want to go with head-to-heads very much this week that was actually the only head-to-head -head i gave out anyways um just because man it's so and especially the way it turned out right head-to-heads mm -hmm. is just like whether you pick the right one or not you probably missed because just the way that things got so crazy at the end there yeah and this is what we talk about right like you always want to win your bets and when they don't hit it's frustrating but if you can look back like rod i mean rod you know reddick finishing top three that was he was on the right side he just it didn't work out for him because that way the caution fell and you as well i mean larson was dominating elliot elliot even said after practice how bad he was it was a driver thing not a car thing he was just lost so there was no reason unless larson had a mechanical failure why that matchup should have lost and it misses out by one so it just shows you hey larson was ahead of him for what 95 96 percent of the race and then uh you know you kind of get beat at the end uh but these two even though they didn't hit you both were on the right side of it and that's just you, yeah. you got to continue that strategy yeah and that's what we thought going into this race right like these ended up being the the correct picks as far as the way things were looking but mm -hmm. like we said anything can happen 
Anything yeah. did happen. We said there was going to be crazy things we didn't expect. We didn't expect the race to get shortened right at the end, right? Yep. Crazy things we didn't yep. expect. That's exactly it. Kelly did make a good point here. Dylan gave it hell. At least he can say that. Chase never tried True. anything. I was very, <laughs> very disappointed in Chase's lack of – I don't know if he thought to himself, I need to settle for this third-place finish and have a good points day because he very much can still point his way in. Yeah. Um, a lot of people seem to think he's not going to be able to, but at the average no, he's he been can. getting points and the average he needs to get points yeah. – He's doing everything the right way. And so I almost wonder if he looked at it and thought to himself, I need to be smart here. I needed to go go home with a good points day. And But it it was disappointing as a fan of his. I didn't have any bets on him, but still mm-hmm. rooting for him that he didn't really give it much of, of anything. He didn't have the tires. Uh, he was one of, you know, him and Haley were the two guys that were really battling it there True. for fuel and tires. So uh, that was, I mean, you could see it. I, I couldn't believe how many times Haley even was like kind of flat spotting the tires going into a turn. It didn't cost him uh, that much, but you could tell when SVG, when he was coming up through the field, just picking them off easily. Uh, I think if Chase had, you know, what the other crew did, like if the guys, if he would have had the tires of those that pitted, uh, like the Logano, the Larson, or, or the Byron, uh, he probably would have been able to hold off SVG. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I guess I hadn't considered as much that the tires did play a factor mm-hmm. in that. Uh, Troy as well said he shouldn't be so mad about SVG because he had uh, up 17 units with Fowler, Hell, Max, um, and Custer. Yo. That's a good weekend right there. That's uh, Yeah, props to you. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. Good job, Rod. Rod at Hamlin over McDowell plus one ten. Hamlin, man, he ended up recovering all right for an eleventh place finish, but I I was so mad at myself because and it actually it ended up working out okay DFS wise because I had Denny or I had Tyler Reddick in my lineup. I'm like I'm gonna go different. I'm gonna play Reddick from second. Maybe mm-hmm. he'll pass Hamlin early, get these laps led, and I thought to myself, Sonoma. You know, I thought for sure I, that's the strategy I played. It didn't work. So I was like, all right, I'll just go with Hamlin. Lap two, he gets passed. I'm like, or I don't think it was lap one, maybe even. And it was mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, come on, man. But uh, Hamlin, kind of a disappointing day. Ends up recovering for 11th. I think he'll accept that. Um, but McDowell, a seventh place finish. Um, again, Rod was on the plus side money of things here. So I don't blame you for that. Uh, as far as, you know, he took the better car, right? Hamlin's a better car, the better driver. So you can't fault him for that. And, after qualifying, didn't look like too bad of a thing, right? Hamlin comes out. He's fast again. McDowell ended up starting six, so a pretty impressive start for him as well. But uh, but that one missed, unfortunately. Um, I had Joey Logano at Group D over Suarez, Sindrick, and Blaney. <laughs> Did not cash on this one. I said that Blaney or uh, that Sindrick was my my biggest worry on this one. Obviously, I took him at the top forward. That's the one that ends up cashing. So. Not too sad about this one. I uh, tossed him out there at 35 to 1 to win, too, which was looking hmm. right, right? The strategy call. As soon as the strategy, as soon as mm-hmm. he comes into pit, I go, that's it. I think I said that in the Discord. I go, there's the winning winning strategy. Joey Logano is going to win the, yep. the first event yet again. But uh, that didn't quite work out either. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Joey Logano, like you said, amazing what he's able to do at some of these places. Uh, top 10 was a, a really good call out. Uh, for anybody out there that was able to pick that up on him, I know he was out there at some places at like plus one thirty, uh, even the, for Logano. So uh, that's that was a close one for you for sure, Blaney. I I didn't even know Blaney was that Dave Blaney you had on your card or who? What Blaney is that? <laughs> I don't know I'm that any sure. Blaney showed up. Yeah, 
man, no. he just, yeah, you didn't see him at all. And then he got in the barriers there early and didn't hear from yeah. him at all. And nope. that was a little disappointing. Suarez looked really good. Uh, ends mm-hmm. up making the mistake, though, getting into the wall. Kind of cost yeah. him his day. Um, so, Ooh. yeah. But Rod had Logano over Harvick, minus 115. Harvick just had a rough weekend. Uh, and I think that's what that was Rod's angle. He started 35th, finished 29th, like not a Harvick-esque day. And, and I was kind of – I was back and forth on on Harvick, right? I didn't think he really cared so much for something like this type of race, right? It's a one-off thing. It's the only time he's ever going to run it. Maybe he doesn't care. But then I thought to myself, he's a veteran driver, right? Maybe he just, you know, slowly works his way up there, avoids the chaos, makes smart decisions. It was just a rough, rough weekend for, yeah. for Kevin Harvick. You, you know, you guys talk about bird dogs a lot, obviously, a, a sponsor of your show. And, and you talk about, uh, you know, the sweat element. This is the bird dogs, <laughs> no sweat, better the, the day, right? With Logano over Harvick. Yes. Harvick <laughs> was, was never close. <laughs> Harvick never wanted to be here. Uh, that was very evident. I mean, he doesn't have to come back here next year for any reason. The only time he's ever coming back to Chicago is with his family uh, or to see Keelan race one day in the Cup Series. He's never coming back here. So you could tell that he was checked out uh, from pretty much the drop of the green flag yesterday uh, in practice. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that was definitely the case. Eric Harris jumped on. He said he got a uh, his big bet today with Shane. Can't believe cool. it paid off. Great day for him. Great day for Great. NASCAR. Seen a lot of people that had tickets on Shane, so great job. Good call out by you. And uh, Willow Spicewood, Harvick was involved in more than one incident. (laughs) Yeah, uh, practice. He had a – I think his was practice, or maybe it was qualifying. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Smash the wall there. And, yeah, it Mm -hmm. just – again, rough weekend for him. Um, I had tossed out a couple long shots. Again, this was my, you know, super speedway of case all hell breaks loose. I had Todd Gillen to plus 425. He looked decent at points, right? He – he was fast and qual or in practice, didn't qualify that well, kind of up and down throughout the race. He ended up spun around multiple times. Um, so it wasn't a great day for him. Uh, I also gave out Andy Lally top 10 at plus 1700. Uh, you know, we can look back on that and say that probably wasn't a great move. I, I really expected more from Lally though. And especially you saw what Jensen button and the speed he had in that 15 car. That mm-hmm. was kind of what I expected. Like I thought that, the driver could make up more for the lack of what the car actually is. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was hoping from Lally. I was hoping he would survive the chaos as well, obviously. And it was a long shot for a reason, but Lally had yeah. nothing all weekend. It was yeah, the fifth, uh, the 15 and the 51 are vastly different. Look what happened last yeah. year in 2022. When Joey hand came in, remember road America, Joey hand went out, qualified well, practiced well in that 15 car, the 15 car for whatever reason has a little bit more speed. Andy Lally, obviously a well, a world renowned, uh, you know, road course racer. So surprised that, it wasn't faster than it was, but again, it is a Rick Ware racing car and they're affiliated with Stuart Haas racing. And we know how bad Stuart Haas racing has been this year. So, uh, unfortunate <laughs> for Andy catching the, uh, the bad break there of not being quick. Yeah. I gave him out his top four, 25,000. Yeah. Well, obviously just long shots. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just in case shit went crazy and really shit did go crazy. So, uh, the JDK, I'm not going to read your comment, but just go make a withdrawal from there. If you, uh, why yep, you have real quick, real so, quick. Uh, yep. <laughs> exactly. Real but, quick. uh, okay. And then winners Rada giving out Reddick plus seven fifty. This looks like a great bet. Obviously he starts second. He's fast. It looks much like it's going to be Reddick of the other road courses. Gets a lead early. And Christopher Bell ends up running him down and passing him after a little while, but still Reddick looked good. 
Gave out Almondinger 10 to 1. We touched on him. I gave out Kyle mm-hmm. Bush 12 to 1. I meant to say that was for him to be the first car to wreck. Just throws it into the barriers. <laughs> that was uh he had a kind of a rough day. Where did and he ended up finishing at fifth, which is crazy that that he ended up coming back. He made it, he snuck through that late wreck as well. Um so yeah. I, I did have some hope when I saw him and Gibbs both make it through there. I'm like, okay. Uh but uh yeah, Blaney 45 to 1. Again, for where the odds were, like I'm not mad about that. I skipped sure. over Cindric. Cindric 28 to 1. That ended up looking like a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gibbs 55 to 1 again for guys that finished in the top 10 to get him at 40 or 28 to 1 at 55 True. to 1. I don't think those were bad bets at all. Obviously, we got an unexpected winner. Second place was an unexpected finisher. Austin Dillon up there was unexpected at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think that taking these types of darts was the right strategy. Andy Lally was 100,000 mm-hmm. to 1. That was more of a joke, but. Uh, it was fun to throw out anyways. <laughs> it's crazy. No, I mean, you, you took some swings there and you got guys that finished inside the top 10. So you were able to sweat that out a little bit, but be curious to know how that would have played out. If we would have went to its uh, actual completion of a hundred laps versus the 78 that it did due to darkness. So that would have been an interesting thing, uh, how that played out. But yeah, I mean, Kyle Busch, uh, you know, gets into it early into the tire barrier, but the marketing machine of the day, Noah Gregson getting that Wendy's car, tons of TV time into the tire barrier. What six times it felt like. So uh, just crazy to see all the chaos that was down in that turn six area. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's uh, another thing we didn't talk about too much, but yeah, I mean, had this gone another, was it 25 laps? Things Mm -hmm. could have been a lot different. We could have seen a lot more chaos. Obviously. I mean, NASCAR made the right call. We've seen them do this before. Did it a couple years ago at New Hampshire. They had to shorten the race. It's not like the teams didn't know it was coming. Like the broadcast talked about it multiple times. Right. Bob was tweeting about it. Jordan Bianchi was tweeting about it. I mean, these guys were, were tweeting about it. Everybody knew it was going to happen. You do the math. wasn't going to be enough time to get to the end anyways. So um, I think that uh, that that's, you know, that was kind of yeah. expected once it got to that point. I'm glad we got it in tonight at all because seeing mm-hmm. some of those, I mean, there was tires floating on pit road earlier in the day for them to get the race in Very true. absolutely incredible job by you know for the weather letting up obviously a little bit and then by nascar and the crews getting all of that done uh willow also said had cindric busher gibbs and bush good day for you definitely wow. a good day um very nice kelly couldn't get myself to pull the trigger today mm-hmm. when seeing larson over 1k pre-race couldn't take shane yeah man i think just going forward anytime kyle larson gets over 10 to 1 like you almost have to just auto bet take him yeah other than on a super speedway because you know we'll get into that later this week but uh yeah he was he was coming fast i got him live at seven to one um and (laughs) kelly says shorten the damn race before it starts yes maybe but had it had we not had cautions had we not had guys get stuck in tire barriers like maybe we could have got more laps in you you don't know where maybe it could have been more disastrous right they shortened it to Mm -hmm. 75 laps and then it needs to get cut down later to 65 laps. Uh, it's hard to do it a little bit there. So uh, again, this is, and this is a, a different scenario than NASCAR is used to on a regular basis, right? Like mm-hmm. it, this wasn't, this wasn't a typical race. Like sure. They probably could have moved this race to Monday if they needed to, but would that have cost them another $10 million, I, $20 million? I think it, and, and then you take you're pissing off the people of Chicago who use those roads to get to work. 
There's all the workers that are coming in to tear all that stuff down tonight. There's so many other things oh, yeah. where it's not like they were just at Chicago land and okay, sorry, everybody will come back. We'll finish this on Monday. Yeah. It's a much different story. And and again, we're going to get into the Xfinity just real quick. We'll touch on it, but I think it's the same situation there, right? Like it just, it, it, it was so different because of the setting, because of the situation, mm-hmm. because of the scenarios they were presented. Um, yeah. And so I think that they did the best they could with what they were given. And I think it ended up, uh, you know, working out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the JDK, do you guys think that the clutch work actually helped with unloading the rear and stuff like that? I, I don't know that much about how all that stuff works, but there's got to be something said for he was the only guy doing it and look at how fast he was. Look at how he won. I mean, I, I'm going to guess there's probably something to that that was helping him. I, I can't get into details about how it helped or or what, but from what we saw, right? It, I mean, looking at the body of work he gave us, he figured something out, right? Despite mm-hmm. the fact that he just does this on a weekly basis anyways. That's a good question um, by the JDK. I'm going to ask uh, Brian Murphy about that. Yes, Who knows, that obviously, be... the ins and outs of the cars. So, yeah, um, so tune into the gonna... All Things Go podcast, uh, which you guys yeah, do a great you. job on that. And yeah, Brian would be the guy that would know uh, the answer to that question for sure. Yeah. So write yeah. that down, Derek, and make sure he uh, he gets that one. Deal. I will. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Willow, the last stage changed everything uh, like it often does. Yes, that is definitely uh, correct. Mental note for future bets. Uh, get in on if F- SVG is going to race. First time in a cup car and one. Said post-race he could come to cup in 2025. Expect him to make real waves. He's good. Yeah. And again, be interesting, right? We've seen guys come over before, right? Got the Juan Pablo Montoya's, got the Marcos Ambrose's. I mean, the list goes on and on of Danica mm-hmm. Patrick's, even guys like AJ Allmendinger that ran IndyCar. Uh, the list goes on and on of guys who've transitioned to the Cup Series. Maybe 2025 is when the 91 car comes full time into the Cup Series as they continue Maybe. to build that program up, going back to to our uh, our tin foil thing there earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, I, w- I don't want to keep it too much longer, but let's touch on the Xfinity race here in just yeah. a minute. Um, I am going to say thank you for listening on YouTube. I'm not going to be as good as as the YouTube on the YouTube read as as Rod is. So just thank you though. We appreciate everybody. Ton of people. I can't hardly keep up with the comments. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Um, if you can hit the like button, hit the share button, subscribe, click the bell. Right. If you're listening to this on the podcast later on. Make sure you, you click the bell on the YouTube so you're notified when we go live. We always share that on Twitter and everything as well. So, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for watching as well here on the YouTube. Thank you for interacting. Um, I'm, and, again, thanks to Derek as well for jumping on and joining me in Rod's absence. I appreciate it. Um, Xfinity race, Derek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, my thoughts are um, bummed. I'm really bummed because, you know, so many people are tuning in. You mentioned earlier about how you had, I think you said your brother-in-law and, and somebody else was mm-hmm. commenting about the Chicago race. And we uh, we were over uh, at a neighbor's house. My daughter enjoys going across the street and playing. And, and the conversations there when they found out some of the stuff I do with NASCAR. And they said, yeah, they're racing in Chicago, right? And they never watch any racing. So mm-hmm. the conversations, the marketing efforts made by NASCAR was definitely, you could see that it was making its waves and it's done it did a really good job to where people that don't watch it knew enough to know that that's happening and the xfinity cars for me would have been a tremendous product on that circuit 
no rain, no issues. Would have been really cool to see how everything was going to play, would have played out. Uh, unfortunately, we were only able to see 26 of the 55 laps. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big, big bummer, especially for the teams that couldn't race today. They came back, they got in the car, it's still raining. I get NASCAR tried. They have obligations with USA, NBC. Um, I was texting with a, a buddy of mine uh, that works for uh, Jeb Burton's team. And, you know, it was just a real disappointment for them because they, they got there in, in preparation to go race and obviously can't help mother nature. It's just the storm system sat right on top uh, of the city. So really a bummer for that series and all the drivers, because that is the next wave of drivers coming into NASCAR and what an opportunity that platform would have been for them. Yeah. I think just overall we were robbed, right? It just, mm -hmm. the way things worked out, it sucks. I mean, I yeah. live in the Midwest here too, about eight hours from Chicago, but a lot of Midwest weather is the same. It hasn't rained here in like five years, I don't think. And over the last four nights, like we've had flash floods because it's rained so much. Like it's just how it works. The weather is so weird here. Weather seems to follow NASCAR wherever it goes just because it can. And it's like, uh, it sucks. But uh, again, I, as we touched on with the Cup Series with them cutting it short, like had this been at Chicagoland or at any other oval track, they would have just delayed this race until Monday. They would have finished it, got to the conclusion of it. It would have been fine. We'd have a lot more to talk about. That wasn't just an odd. They're not going to push the Xfinity Series race, especially into Monday. They were really close to halfway. The rule in general is you make it to halfway. It's an official race. They were close to the end of stage two. It sucks. My my first reaction was kind of like, are they seriously going to count this towards the championship standings at the end of the year? Are they seriously going to count this for bets? But after I thought about it more, it's like going into this, and that's why we preached so much last week, like, this was an event. This is different. You have to approach this differently. To look at this differently, you have to be expect the unexpected. We mentioned on the podcast last week, you never know when NASCAR is going to go to single file restarts. Look at the cup race. Every single restart was single file, right? They did it years ago at the Bristol Dirt, the first Bristol Dirt race. They're going to make decisions on the fly. They don't normally make based on the situation they're in, based on this is not something they've ever had before and everything that kind of goes into it. So it just overall, it sucks because we didn't get to see and so many great names in that race too, right? Mm -hmm. Justin Marks obviously blew up early. It would have been fun to see what he could have done. Miguel Paluto yep. looked pretty decent. I had some bets on him. There was other things out there, right? And, and, and great racers. And again, none of the cup guys. So we had just the Xfinity guys and some of these ringers kind of going at it. It could have been a lot better, I think. We didn't get to see much, like you said, I think 26 laps under green. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get too much from that. A lot of fall of the leader, yes, but maybe they were taking it easy, hoping to go later. If we didn't get that lightning, that's what always gets it, right? Mm -hmm. The rain would have been fine. The lightning is what sucks. But it's, again, going into it, that's why we tried to prepare everybody for this could just be crazy. It could be stuff you've never seen before. It is in the rule book, technically, that they can end the race in extenuating circumstances or whatever. Bob Pockers had his rule book out. It's mm -hmm. kind of how it goes. And it it sucks. I know it sucks on the betting side of things. I, I was going to go over the bets, but I don't even think that's really necessary because we generally go yeah. over the bets to try and see what the right calls were, even if we hit things. We like to brag about the ones we hit too, of course, but sure. you know why we maybe would have called something different or why something didn't work out. But it's hard to look at any of this stuff when we didn't really get a race mm -mm. at all. So it's 
Yeah. Unfortunate, but again, I think just the situation NASCAR was put in, it sucks. And it, it really, it is, you know, wish it could have gone differently, but I think they made the right call based on the situation they were presented with and how things just kind of lined up. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that was well said. I mean, this reminded me so much today, reminded me so much so of what 1979 was for the Cup Series when CBS came on the first live broadcast. They needed to get that race done that day. There needed to be a time frame. Now we're in so much of a different world now in 2023, but this was the same scenario. NASCAR Cup Series was racing on Sunday. June or July the 2nd uh, in Chicago. No ifs, ands, or buts. And so if their minor league series, the Xfinity series, was not going to be the thing that happened the next day or uh, impeded any type of uh, a delay for the Cup Series, like you said, you know, they ran 26 laps. I want to say maybe 20 of those were green flag. There were guys that pitted because there was rain coming. They were thinking about, hey, even if this gets delayed, we are in now a good position. Look what happened today with guys like uh, Justin Haley, Chase Elliott, um, Austin Sindra, or Kyle Busch, uh, Austin Dillon as well. They pretty much were doing the same strategy as what the Cups or the Xfinity guys did. And ultimately, uh, it didn't pan out. So you're going to have a lot of matchups that are flipped. You have a lot of guys that even dropped out of the top five uh, or group bets as well. So it's really hard to look back. And I was telling my buddy, uh, Mike Bachman, who does our Xfinity show, and I said, hey, man, you just can't. You can't look at this race and be like, I, I missed on this, this, and this. You you only got 20-some laps. You did not even get halfway, and you did not even get to the full duration of the race. So it's one of those things where you got to say, I pretty much just donated the sports books onto Atlanta. Yeah, and if you had – we had some people that had Custer. If you hit some bits, some bets, great, right? It works both ways. Mm -hmm. Sucks when you don't hit them. But if you do hit them, it's, you know, it's kind of luck of the draw. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. If this would have been the Cup Series – I think they would have paid the extra money to go the extra day if they had to or whatever. Oh, yeah. But with it being the the quote-unquote minor league series, right, with the Cup Series coming up, they had to get the, like you said, the Cup Series was happening today with as much rain as there was. Again, if we were at a normal quote-unquote track, that race, there's no way they would have even tried. Even if it was a mm -hmm. regular road course, like they would have just postponed it to the next day. Everybody comes back tomorrow. Again, extenuating yeah. circumstances, right? This was a different thing. Overall, though, I'm impressed. I loved it from the second that they got out there in practice right from the get-go on, on yeah. what, yesterday, right? Saturday. Everything, yeah. yeah. Everything was great. I loved the views. I loved the track layout, the the toughness of it. It didn't end up being where they all just piled into the first turn and everybody mm -hmm. wrecked. We had one wreck like that in the Cup Series race, but there was racing. There was passing. Oh, how about the, the passes for the lead in the Cup Series, right? Uh SVG gets around Haley. Haley comes right back and slide jobs mm -hmm. him. SVG goes back around it. Like it was great. Austin Dillon, oh, you know, he tried, he gave it his best shot yep. to get to Haley, overcooked it, took him out. Like so many great things throughout the thing. Again, this was the first time too. So if they continue to do this, it's going to get better. I think they will continue to do it. I think they'll be back in Chicago next year. I think it's a three year deal. I think there's options and stuff, obviously. There a are. lot of red tape and a lot of all that stuff behind the scenes, of course. But this opens up other opportunities down the road, right? F1 is racing in Las Vegas on the streets of Las Vegas down the strip later this season. Is mm -hmm. that a possibility for NASCAR down the road? New York City, do you race through the streets of, of downtown LA instead of going to the Coliseum? Do we go overseas? Do we go to other countries? I mean, 
so many other opportunities this could potentially open up. And we've seen the way NASCAR has been lately where they're taking opportunities and, you know, they're, they're expanding their thought process and what they do. And so I think that overall, this is a success, perfect race, perfect everything. No, but great stories, great racing. And I think overall, I'm going to give it a success and I hope to see it again next year. Yeah, uh, I think we'll definitely see it in some capacity. Like you said about F1, you know, I know the NASCAR series, the championship is something that ends well before the event that's out in Vegas. But, you know, Miami Grand Prix, they put on an event for F1 and that would be a really cool uh, venue to get down into those markets. We know NASCAR is based out of uh, Daytona and they already have a few races in that state, Um, but there could be different uh, elements. I mean, how how cool would it be to have the F1 fans and the NASCAR fans in the same building oh, at the same man. time. You want to talk it's about different worlds eventually. I, I think so. And that's where then I think you could see something like, uh, you know, different drivers coming over and doing like the yeah. Project 91. Put, so, put Matt Verstappen in that 91 <clears throat> car. Oh, man. I think that would probably have to be an off weekend. I, I doubt he's going to well, be jumping probably. in a NASCAR car. But I thought about that, and I thought I better not say yeah, that. Yeah, true. Good but, point, I guess. But, <laughs> but like you but like you said, I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about Long Beach um, out in California yep. when the Indy car is out there. You know, go to a, go to a place that is already designed. Established. Uh, you know, St. Yeah. Pete. St. Uh, Pete early diff- in the – yeah. yeah St. Pete's early in the season when you have a gap right now for Auto Club. Uh, like – yeah, I'm I'm in favor and I tweeted this out again. I said something I tweeted out, but I tweeted this out where I said about how in three to five years, we are going to look back at all the efforts that were made, you know, with dirt, with uh, bringing back North Wilkesboro, doing a street race, maybe going out of the country, just doing different things, especially with this Gen 7 car. We're going to look back in three to five years and say the sport was trying their damnest because they missed the mark back in 2008 on uh, and are really trying to put the pieces together, bring that fan base, the older generation of fan base. That was the Earnhardt. That was the Davy Allison that had that driver. They're not sure who to connect with anymore within the sport. So now this younger generation that we're trying to bring into the sport. And if you've never been to an event, a NASCAR race, you have to go. It is better than any other sporting event you could ever be a part of. Just the just the stuff you're able to get access to, the drivers, the garage, the fans. It's just amazing. Um, so I think in three to five years, we're going to look back and say the efforts that were made in this time frame really shaped what our kids will be watching and our grandkids will be watching in the next few years. Yeah, I, yeah. couldn't have said it better myself. 100% agree with you. I think that that is, uh, is very true. And it's great to see them making the effort, trying to grow the sport, yeah. trying to get new fans, trying to change it up. Uh, I think that that it's all a great thing, and, and I think that mm-hmm. this weekend showcased that. Well, Derek, yeah. I guess we should probably end this. I could talk to you for hours and hours, of course, Same. but uh, I really appreciate you jumping on with me. Sure. Thank you. Uh, you have any last thoughts? And then uh, go ahead and plug all your uh, – I'll hmm. take a coffee break while you plug all the things you have going on over there. No, I, I appreciate you asking me to be a part of it. I, I always enjoy uh, chatting with both you and uh, Rod, but I uh, appreciate, you know, filling in from time to time and interacting with your audience. And, you know, again, we saw history today for a number of reasons. Really cool to see uh, SVG, Trackhouse uh, get their win. 
We're really heading into those summer months. I can't wait. I'm actually going down to Atlanta this week. So I'm excited to be there for Xfinity and Cup and, and do some networking. So if you're at the track this week, make sure you reach out at Derek Yoder underscore on Twitter. Get interactive with me. Would love to say hello. Also do the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday on Twitter spaces. We have Chris of the Flag Hunting Pod joining us this week. So make sure you check that out at 8 p.m. Eastern live on Twitter spaces. And then, uh, like Cody said, I mean, we're just trying to do a little bit of everything for everybody. I mean, what you guys are doing at the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, what I'm trying to do at the NASCAR Betting Preview Show, uh, are a lot of similarities where we're just trying to grow this industry uh, as a whole. So it's really cool to collaborate with you from time to time. So I appreciate you again having me on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Check out all Derek's work, the Betting Preview Show every week. One of the best out there. All things go. I always love that. Love all the different thank you. sides of motorsports and Again, Brian brings in that that different perspective, right? From inside, you know, he's inside the sport. He's got that perspective. You guys bring on some great guests. Uh, and then, you know, the, the truck series show that you do with Phil, uh, yep. with Mike Bachman, with the Xfinity series. Mm-hmm. I've been, I love that guy already. We've talked so mm-hmm. much, had him he's on great. here. I've been on there. It's been a fun time. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been wonderful. And, uh, and uh, thanks for joining me. And again, appreciate all your hard work. You're killing it Thank out there. You. Keep it up. Um, scheduling notes for everybody that's still hanging around. We don't know what the odds are going to look like this week with the 4th of July being on Tuesday. So might be a little bit of a day later, but cup Xfinity trucks all in action this week. You can expect betting episodes for all those and DFS might just be pushed a little later into the week because with the holiday being on Tuesday, I would expect we probably won't have a, a full slate of odds until way, but, uh, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll be back though. Don't worry. I like it. Yeah, so, it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again, Derek. I appreciate you joining me. Have a happy, safe 4th of July, everyone. You too. Come back, please, with your your 10 fingers that you hopefully already have. So uh, until next time, we'll uh, see you later. Thanks for joining us. Uh, And uh, let's go racing and let it ride.